Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way? The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Happy Friday, everybody, and it is a Brewers Outlet Memorial Day weekend. That's right. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, plenty of snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And yes, it's a little chilly today at 63, but then we're going to be in the 70s tomorrow. In the 70s on Sunday and near 80 on Monday, up to 85 by the time we get to Wednesday. Brewers Outlet has slushies, nice cold slushies with six great flavors. Mmm, could go for a slushie right now, even though it's 63. And of course, the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, although Buner does prefer garlic. Indeed, second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. All right, uh, the governor. This is the governor is holding a press conference today. And as we pointed out the last time we carried the governor's press conference, you notice the time of day the governor is doing the press conferences. He's doing it in the middle of the show. Why? Number one, he has looked at the ratings numbers, and he knows he has maximum listenership during this show. He's also looked at the streaming numbers, or known to the corner office as the streaming numbers. And again, maximum effect by being on this show. This is how I see it. Am I wrong? I guess not, because this keeps happening, much to my dismay, but that's a different topic. Well, we were going to have Derek Gunn on the show today, and Derek's been kind enough to shift to Tuesday, right? But again, it's the streaming numbers. (laughs) Don't you think? 
It must be. I mean, I, mean, I, I believe we, uh, this show has the highest in the building, I think, right? Does that sound right? <laughs> I believe. I don't think that's a false statement. I don't, that wasn't meant to be in terms of the streaming number, in terms of the uh, like podcast numbers, I things like that. I think you actually might be right about that. I'd have to check, uh, but I think we're towards the top there. Towards? Or are at the top. Yeah. Excuse me. It's time now to punch the loyalty card. <laughs> I just go along with it. <laughs> Makes the governor feel better. <laughs> Come on. All for you, but, Gov. Yeah, we're number one. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't brag. I mean, <laughs> you can play this any way you want. All right. So, uh, what is expected today? It is expected that the governor could announce uh, red areas, not all, maybe not all, but red areas that could go to yellow, and he could announce some of the yellow areas having the door open to going green. Does that sound about right? Well, it seems to be there the, the report out there is all count all of Pennsylvania will be yellow by June 5th but it's still unclear about the green counties but there's I guess there's still hope that there'll be some counties that will go green so we'll see what he has to say okay we have two more cases here in Center County today Center County has had 10 cases since they've gone yellow which is almost two weeks ago so Hasn't really been much of a change going from red to yellow here in terms of the change. Um, By the time the day is out, you may hear the National Hockey League getting to a vote on what to do with postseason and how they're going to do it. That's how close they are. Baseball, not quite there yet. Although they're said, believe it or not, there's said to be some progress. There's said to be some progress. As for the Southeastern Conference, they we had told you that May 22nd would be the day that they would vote, and they have voted. Uh, they have voted to reopen on-campus athletic facilities for volunteer workouts beginning June 8th. So Monday, June 8th, the SEC has instituted multiple preventative measures in addition to the currently implemented local and state directives. Those measures are, one, education on health and wellness practices related to COVID-19 and other threats. Two, a screening process for student-athletes prior to arriving on campus within 72 hours of entering the facilities and then on a daily basis once normal activities resume. Three, testing of all individuals showing any symptoms of COVID-19 and isolation of those infected or suspected of being infected. And four, a transition period for athletes to return to normal athletic activities. In the Big Ten, two schools have already announced what they're going to do. As you know, the NCAA opened the door to start working out and going in that direction in... uh, Uh, starting June 1st. 
the NCAA announced earlier this week that student-athletes in football, men's basketball, and women's basketball can return to campus starting on June 1st. Illinois is going to open its campus for student-athletes in football and men's basketball and women's basketball on June 3rd. And Ohio State will be like the SEC. They are now scheduled to open June 8th. Those are the only two in the Big Ten that have announced what they are doing so far. Illinois on the June 3rd and Ohio State on June 8th. Everybody else will wait and see. And, maybe, and I'm not sure what Penn State can or can't do based on, well, we'll find out from the governor today. The problem with the press conferences are, are quite simple. Nobody can ask follow-up questions. Right? Is that fair? Yeah, usually, well, for the media, for the media um, conferences that the governor has, what it's just us intimately on the on, on the phone, no one can ask any follow-ups. But then when we are, we are allowed to submit questions for Dr. Levine and for governors sometimes when they have these formal press conferences and you can send multiple questions and oftentimes they'll just read what they get in. So I guess you kind of get opportunity for more questions in that format than you do when it's just the media and the governor on the phone. Okay. It's a little complicated. Uh, no, it's a little, it's a, it's very controlled. Um, yes, that's definite. Okay. I mean, How often have you heard me say, uh, and I've talked to my class about this, what's one of the more important things you can do in any interview? And that includes a press conference. Listen. Because they may say something that then triggers something that is a better, far more interesting line of questioning. Well, if you're not allowed to ask follow-up questions... The big loser is the person listening to said press conference because they may say something it's like, hey, I need to follow up on this. Wait, whoa, 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 wait. You said what? I need to ask a follow-up question here. See, that's the problem that you have. Really good interviews, really good press conferences, the key is listening. You just can't sit there and say, okay, I've got my next question here. And you're not hearing what they're saying because you're concentrating so much in the next question. And I think that's where the public loses out. That's where the public loses out. To be honest with you. So... Just saying, it has nothing to do with what the governor is doing or not doing. It's just it ends up being more of a controlled. Because <laughs> sometimes the follow-up questions are like, "Uh oh, <laughs> okay, why did I say that?" <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> well, all right. Uh, so we may find out later today what the NHL is doing. The governor's going to be on. I'm not being critical of the governor. I'm just being critical of the format. I'm just saying that if you can't ask follow-up questions, I think everybody loses out. That's all. 
follow-up questions are, are critical. Hey, do you think I sit here, and for example, we're going to have Tim Kirchin on next week. Do you think I sit here with a list of written questions? I, you know, you prepare for every interview. But the key part to the interview is listening to what they have to say, because now, how many times do you hear follow-up questions? Because then it becomes more interesting. All right. Now, I'd like to point out the corner office so far has had no problem. Shikolami football is still very much on, right? I guess as of now, yeah. That's why he's not worried. Uh, (laughs) Jerry Sloan passed away at the age of 78. When you go to the United Center, you'll see Michael Jordan's 23 up there. You'll see Scottie Pippen's 33. Uh, 91 for, you know... I don't know if they retired Dennis Rodman or not. But you'll see number four there, and that's Jerry Sloan up in the Raptors. He was a, actually he was actually with the Baltimore Bullets first, and they left him unprotected in the expansion draft. Then he went to the Chicago Bulls, and he was a terrific defensive player for the Bulls. And Dick Mata was the coach, and they had Bob Butterbean Love and Chet Walker and Tom Borwinkle. And then he became a heck of a coach with Utah. Succeeded Frank Layden. Not easy shoes to fill. And turned out to be a heck of a coach. The first coach in the history of the NBA to win over a thousand games with one team. Very impressive. The Cleveland Browns are going to try something different. They're offering a chance for two fans to script the plays during a preseason game. Now here's the issue. What if they do a great job? Do they end up calling the plays the rest of the season. <laughs> Only the Cleveland Browns would come up with something like this. Well, this is, a pre-se- this is a preseason thing, and this is part of the all-in challenge. Okay? So this is, this is for charity. All right? Oh, I get it, but still, only the yeah. Browns would come up with something like this anyway. Uh, Coach Kevin Stefanski will invite both winners to help him and offensive coordinator Alex Van Pelt, the former pick quarterback, to script the 15 plays to open a preseason game. The winners, as well as a guest of the auction winner, will be invited to a team dinner, team meeting the night before the game, run through the tunnel with the players, and receive pregame sideline passes. In addition, former Browns quarterback Bernie Kosar will be auctioning the chance for the winner and three guests to watch a regular season game alongside him and celebrity chef uh, Michael uh, Simon in a private suite at First Energy Stadium. Afterwards, Simon will cook a customized meal for the group. As of Friday, as of this afternoon, the all-in challenge has raised $45.7 million. It's pretty good. Now, what if these turn out to be a fabulous series of plays? Is Alex Van Pelt out of a job? Just, just throwing it out there. Throwing it out there. I mean, what, what if they're like, wow, what a great mix. Or it could be. <laughs> okay, we'll sort of do that. <laughs> Remember, President Nixon once gave the uh, Dolphins a play to run in the Super Bowl. And the play was, it was an out pattern to Paul Warfield. 
look, which they did use in the game. But they always used an out pattern to Paul Horfield. The game was one of the best receivers in the game. Oh, man. The question is now being asked how close we are to sports returning. I think we're getting really close. They just have to work out the details. Um, I know I, I talked to Tim Kirchin earlier today, and Tim basically says he's in, he said he thinks that they're going to play, but he's not sure when. He's not sure when. Uh, soccer has a 51-page plan to start in Germany, which they've used. Uh, MLS is getting closer in this country. Uh, they're considering a league-wide 2016 mini-tournament. Okay, that might be fun. NBA, uh, we've talked about that. We had Dennis Chambers on yesterday. They could have something in place in three weeks. WNBA... Um, instead of that break they would have had for the Olympics would play during that time and then we mentioned the NHL may have something today right now they, I asked yesterday about numbers with Bob Grove in Pittsburgh I said Bob how many Penguins are in Canada or actually how many are actually staying in the Pittsburgh area he said the vast majority are in the Pittsburgh area 17% of NHL players right now are currently outside of North America. The other 83% are here. The NHL, though, will probably lose $1.2 billion even if they do resume this season. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. It's the Memorial Day Brewers Outlet Weekend. Time to stock up. Today's show is brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the Beverage Supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Maybe you're someone who loves wine coolers, plenty of those. Water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and out every day. And the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. But here's this great addition. Yes, it may be 63 right now. Tomorrow we're going to be in the 70s. Sunday in the 70s, and we're going to transition into the mid-80s by the middle of next week. You know what would be great? Slushies. And Brewers Outlet has six different flavors of slushies. Just in time for all that warm weather. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and you can go online to sunburymotors.com. You can look at the great line of Ford, Lincoln, Hyundai, Kia. It's terrific pre-owned selection. And then from the comfort of your own home, 
You can check out what you really like, zero in on it, and then there are a lot of great deals, great deals. You can then buy it all at sunburymotors.com. The other day, Jack Ham and I were talking on the phone, and we were talking a lot about linebackers, and then we transitioned to the secondary. And Jack knows I'm a big Tariq Castro-Fields guy. I just really... I personally, I like him, but I really obviously like him as a football player. He has not given up a touchdown pass in the last two years in the secondary. He has length, great feet, understands leverage. But before the Maryland game last year, he was complaining to me. He just, you know, we were just chit-chatting on the sideline one day. And he says, ah, Steve, he says, I only have one interception in my career. And I said to him, I said, Tariq, look. I said, there's a prerequisite to getting interceptions. He goes, what's that? I said, they have to throw the ball in your direction to start with. I said, they don't throw the ball that often in your direction because you've established yourself. He said, well, that's a good point. He says, he says, tell the pros that. I said, yeah, I know. Then in that game against Maryland. He had the big interception at the right, right around the goal line. Goal line, five-yard line. When Maryland was trying to cut the Penn State lead in half, I think it was 14 nothing at the time. And Tariq made that play, picked it off. And then Penn State turned around and went on a drive 85 yards the other way and made it 21 nothing. It really triggered a 14-point swing in the game. I just think he's a terrific player. Terrific player. And he had a chance to talk with the media this week, starting off with Mark Brennan from Fight on State and 24-7 Sports. Rick, thank you for joining us this afternoon. No problem. Hey, we had a chance to talk to Coach Smith recently, and he said he thought you were playing like a first-round draft pick early last season, but then you were bumped up a little bit. How frustrating was that for you to not be able to maybe play at the level you had hoped? And are you back, you know, if and when this season starts, to being able to play health-wise at that level? Yeah, um, of course it was a frustrating process, but um, the coaches had a plan for me, and I just tried to do the best I could. Whatever they asked me to do, whatever my role uh, was for the team, I wanted to do it to the best of my ability. So it was kind of frustrating, but um, Coach Franklin kind of preaches you got to do what you can kind of control. So that was kind of my main focus. I mean, I'm, I'm fully healthy, and I'm, I'm ready to go. Next up is Tyler Donahue, Lions 247. Tyler, could you unmute your line? Hey, Tariq, can you hear me? Yeah, how you doing? I'm doing well. Good to speak with you. I hope you've been good. I'm doing well. I wanted to get your thoughts on, on how that room has changed. Uh, you've been able to kind of, you know, rely on John Reed since you got to campus. Mm-hmm. We've always heard about uh, how important he's been in the film room with a lot of the younger players. You're the old man now in that group, uh, with most experienced. Is that something that you've kind of embraced this offseason, even though everybody's all over the place? And how important is leadership for this team right now um, uh, in terms of accountability w- with it being so far out of the normal normal realm? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I've been, I think I've been an older guy since probably my sophomore year. Um, Coach T has just groomed me to kind of be the leader and eventually um, to come to this point. So um, I think I've been one of the leaders in the room, but um, I've tried to take each little quality of the leader of our room and kind of add it to my 
um, repertoire. So, um, yeah. Next up is Audrey A. Snyder with The Athletic. Hey, Tariq. Thanks for your time. No problem. Um, just wondering, when you kind of look back at your play last year, like Mark was saying, like Terry said, how can you learn from that experience? Because obviously the health part you can't control, but were there things that you saw on film maybe that you wanted to change or ways that you could learn from last year? Um, probably just later on the, on the year, just focus on my fundamentals more. Um switching from off the press, um, doing a lot of things that can help me maintain the fundamentals. I think that's the main thing I've gained from last year. Next up is Frank Bodani, York Daily Record. Hey, Tariq, um, can you talk a little bit about the importance of Lamont Wade on your, um, not just your defensive backs, but the whole defense, what he gives to the team that maybe others don't, something unique about him? Yeah, um, I think he's a high-energy guy. He brings a lot of energy to the secondary, but also the whole team. Um, he's also vocal as well. As well. So um, I think he brings passion um, and energy, of course. Next up is Nubias Wilborn, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Hey, man, how's it going? Hope you're doing well. How you doing? Good, brother. Um, when I asked you the same question I asked your teammate earlier, how familiar are you with the name, image, licensing stuff, and which teammate or teammates do you think could profit the most, get the most kind of endorsement stuff going? Um, I mean, I've seen it on, like, social media, but I haven't really looked into it because I heard it doesn't really have to do with me, which is kind of sad. But um, I really don't know what teammate. I think every – I hope everyone can kind of um, capitalize off it. I think it's a good deal. Next up is Donnie Collins. Times Tribune. Uh, hold on, Donnie. There you go. Got me? Yeah, you're good now. Hey, hey Tariq, how are you doing? How you doing? Pretty well. Um, when you were playing very well last year in the beginning of the year, like the first round pick, like Coach Smith said, what, what were you doing extremely well that you thought was, was something you hope could carry into the next season? What, what were your strengths at that point? Uh, I think I was just playing with a lot of confidence and just being physical. Um, I thought I knew the defense really well, which allowed me to kind of play fast. So I think my confidence was something that each game I was just um, showing myself what I can, what kind I could do, and it really helped. Next up is John Sauber, Center Daily Times. Hey, Tariq, how's it going? How you doing? Doing all right. So when we talked to Coach Smith earlier, uh, he said that basically the team needs the top corner and he wants you to be that lockdown guy. Do you sort of feel the pressure from that and do you feel that you're ready for that role? Um, no, I don't really feel pressure because um, if that's my role, then I'm just going to capitalize off it. But um, I think I am ready for it. You know, I really know the defense. Um, I'm able to play the field and the boundary. And I think regardless whoever guards you, I have trust in the rest of the corners, like Don, Keith, everyone to kind of step up and be the top corners because I think we're really able to, so. Rich Garcella, Reading Eagle. Hey, Tariq, thanks for your time. No problem. Uh, Rent Fry, I guess when we talked to him about a month or so ago, uh, talked about the number of big plays uh, in the passing game that were allowed last year, and it said that's something that uh, they, the coaching staff at least has focused on. Why do you think there were so many big pass plays against 
you as a team last year and what can you do uh, to improve on that this year? Yeah, um, I think the main thing was probably communication between um, what mine would be like the will and then that free safety. So um, just being on the same page because maybe I'm not dropping deep enough and then the safety things I might carry. So just the minor things that kind of lead to big explosion plays are kind of things I've seen that we can kind of fix. Next up is Joe Giuliano, Philadelphia Inquirer. Hey, good afternoon, Tariq. Thanks for joining us. You, uh, you spent three years around um, John Reed. I just wondered uh, what you learned from him in in those three years, and what was the best advice he gave you that you can put into practice? Um, I think the biggest thing I probably learned was, of course, film. Everyone knows he's a film junkie, so um, the film part was kind of the thing he kind of showed me how to break down, what to look at. Um, what else? Probably his his um competitiveness, because like when we do like goal line tackle or press, he's the he's the first one that jumps out there. He um just goes one hundred and ten percent whatever he's doing. So he kind of showed me how to practice as well as like Christian Campbell and Amani. So um his best advice though, um I don't know. Probably just move on to the next play. So. Next up is Greg Pickle, Penn Live. Hey, Tariq, how you doing? How you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Hey, I'm just curious. Obviously, the one question that everybody would like to know that no one has an answer to is about when, you know, you can return to campus, when things will be able to start back up again. I'm just curious from your personal opinion and perspective, what kind of things would you like to see in place to feel comfortable returning back to the facilities and campus again? Yeah, that's a great question because I don't think I've really um, thought about like thought about it that far. I'm kind of like day to day on working out and things like that. But I'm sure like Coach Franklin and Andy have a great plan for us to return, and they're going to bring us back when it's like most safe. So I'm gonna let them kind of handle um, what what what's necessary. But I know I'm gonna be ready when we come back to compete. So Mark Brennan, fight on state. Tariq, are, are you aware that Penn State's never had a first-round DB uh, go in the draft? And is that anything that, you know, kind of in the back of your mind going into your final season? Um, no, I don't think I was aware of that. But um, I just think if I put in the work, um, going every day, um, approach practice like it's a game, I think everything will take care of itself at the end. And that's what um, I believe in, so... Next up is Tyler Donahue, Lions 247. Tariq, we got a, a good chance to see two true freshmen last year, Mar Marquise and, and, and Keaton. Um, those guys, how, how much did they gain from that experience last year, from, from what you saw going into the offseason? And then behind the scenes, a couple that we didn't see as much of, Daquan Hardy, Joe Porter Jr., how strong could that class be of cornerbacks that you guys brought in last year? Yeah, um, I think Marquise and Keaton kind of gained that experience you need and kind of with that comes the confidence and Marquise is already a confident guy so um, that little confidence is going to take his game to the next level Keaton is super just all around sturdy um, he can do everything in my book he plays inside and outside um, but that class overall with uh, Daquan and Joey they're, they're going to be nice and they're going to be able to take over when um, I leave and whoever else comes so 
Jack Washer, WTAJ. Sorry I missed you. Are you good? Uh, Tariq, you know, with, uh, with everyone, uh, you know, now in kind of a weird circumstances right now, how have you adapted uh, to kind of getting your routine to as normal as possible, obviously without being in the facility every day? Um, I just try to keep myself um, occupied by like running, um, running hills, jump rope, and things like that. So trying to kind of keep the same schedule, which is hard to do, but I think my mom did a great job of meal prepping for me, um, was able to cook for me. So I just really worried about school and working out. So it was a, it was a good deal for me. Next up is Andre Snyder, The Athletic. Tariq, staying in that cornerback room, um, we saw a lot of Donovan Johnson a couple of years ago, then obviously gets hurt last year. Um, where do you think or how do you think Donovan can impact uh, that room? Uh, I think Don brings that toughness. Um, he's like a – he just – he could tackle. He plays physical. Um, he just brings toughness to the game, and we kind of – um, need that in the corner room, so. Frank Bodani, York Daily Record. Hey, Tariq, um, Chaka, his influence, how does it go maybe beyond just the defensive line? Do you guys feel that through the whole defense? Yeah, uh, I think Chaka's the overall, overall leader in the room. In the room, like, um, being the whole team, he kind of brings um, his Philly, Philly kind of swag to it. Um, he's well respected among our teammates. So, Chuck is the leader of the of the kind of whole team. No question, he is one of the leaders. And he mentioned Donovan Johnson there. Let me give you one other on Donovan Johnson that's important. Remember, two years ago, uh, John Reed was trying to work himself back in. Donovan Johnson's the one that played in the nickel. Now, last year, of course, Lamont Wade was the one that filled that spot. But Donovan Johnson does give them somebody who has experience. And I thought in the four games that he had to work in that nickel spot a couple of years ago, and I think he got hurt in the Illinois game, that Friday night game. Uh, but Donnie did a good job. He really did. And I'm just saying that it, it's not the be-all, end-all, but I would think that that might be, might be a consideration for them in that spot if they want to keep Lamont Wade at safety all the time. We'll come back with more in a moment. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Brewers Outlet. Brewers Outlet. Brewers Outlet. Coors 30 packs, 1695. Coors 30 packs, 1695. Coors 30 packs, 1695. Brewers Outlet. Brewers Outlet. Coors 30 packs, 1695. Yeah. Brewers Outlet has Coors and Coors Light 30 packs for just 1695. Get it? We got it. Pickles, ice, cigars, lottery, and all your beverage and party needs are a one stop shop at the beverage supermarket, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, Sunbury. You ought to see when the holiday party, how the, the suit moves his shoulders to this. A lot of people head to the bar the second that. Okay, well, it's another <laughs> story. And some say, I don't feel that well. I'll be back in a minute. All right. <laughs> 
He is the center of attention. Uh, we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Humble's Wharf. And you can buy online right now at sunburymotors.com. Check out Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, great pre-owned inventory. You can get the whole process going. Some great deals right now, too. Great deals. at Sunbury Motors. And Sunbury Motors Kia. And, of course, uh, we're brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury. Imports Domestics Microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drink snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And they have slushies. The weather's going to get hot. It's going to get really warm for the next few days. Right into the middle of the next, we're going to be in the mid-80s. They have six flavors of slushies. Nice and cool on a warm spring day at Brewer's Outlet. Of course, they have the pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none, all at Brewer's Outlet, Reagan Street in Summer, the beverage supermarket. Uh, at least in the next half hour, at minimum, uh, the governor's press conference will take place. It is expected that they will discuss the possibility of maybe some of the red areas going to yellow, and the door might be ajar to maybe some of the yellow areas going to green, but we won't find out until the press conference comes up as to whether that is a possibility or not. The NCAA is allowing, on a voluntary basis, facilities for football, men's and women's basketball to open June 1st. Today, the Southeastern Conference voted that they're going to open all of their facilities for football, men's, and women's basketball on June 8th. Meanwhile, Ohio State is going to open up its facilities for football, men's, and women's basketball June 8th, and Illinois is going to open up its facilities June 3rd. It's interesting, Illinois. You know, Ohio's been ahead of this game in a lot of ways. Illinois has been behind this game in a lot of ways, and a lot of areas of Illinois are locked down. So I was surprised to see that not only are they coming back, they're coming back five days earlier than Ohio State. Okay, great to have you with us on the show today. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Governor Wolf, next half hour.